This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, but we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new Sweet Tarts Gummies Fruity Splits, a uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. I'm Miriam Nice and I'll be your host today on the BBC Good Food podcast with Chef Tom Kerridge. In this episode, we're going to be talking about paella. And with us today is chef owner of three restaurants, a pub, has got a bar and restaurant at the Royal Academy of Arts in London, multiple cookery books and frequently appears on our screens on shows like Saturday Kitchen. It is, of course, Jose Pizarro. Welcome to the podcast, Jose. Um, did I miss anything in the intro? I think you did very well, thank <laughs> so you. So many achievements. Great. So pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Surely, though, it's Paella. Paella. <laughs> oh, no. Paella. Paella, paella with chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's the common mistake in it. Like, we always, like, you pronounce it, like, I would get, yes, paella. I grew up going as paella, but it's not, is it? It's paella. Okay, but even myself, now I say paella because <laughs> I think it's just easy. Because otherwise no one understands it. It's like, what, what are they talking about? It's no paella, No one understands me anyway, but <laughs> I will try my best today. Brilliant. Um, Tom, I'm going to ask you first. Um, so paella, probably like most iconic, emblematic dish of Spain. What are your fondest memories of eating it or cooking it? So uh, having travelled to Spain, not numerous times, but it have been quite a few times. It's one of those dishes that you'll always order in small little restaurants because it's kind of, it's a bit like um, when you go to Greece, you always have a Greek salad because you just go, okay, I I know what it is. It's going to be delicious. However, like paella, paella, whichever way you want to talk about it, it, it varies. It's so different from regional, from everywhere you go. And it, it, for me, it's one of those, it, it, it's about having good rice and the flavours that you get through it. I mean, there's so, it's such a fantastic, it's a bit like, I mean, Italian risotto, sort of, you think of it that way, but actually where it gets baked and it's cooked and it kind of gets that lovely crisp bit of rice on the bottom of the pan when it's done properly and the flavours that come through it. Chorizo, you don't put in, you do put in. What's, what's the rules here? What's the rules? Well, paella, paella, paella. What we can say about that? Um, no chorizo. No chorizo. The original paella, the original paella is um, the Dio paella from Valencia. It's from Valencia. It's, um, it's uh, rural from the farms. Farmers was the proper food, no? For them. But they say it's only, I need to read it them, it's only 10 ingredients. The authentic paella from Valencia. Okay. 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 Just uh, 10. Just 10. Okay. Can I have a go? Uh, hold on, let me have a go at guessing. Oh. Right. Okay. <laughs> so if it's from original, so it's going to be onions and garlic. Oh. <laughs> it's ticking. No. No. No onion, no garlic. 
Okay, that's not a really good start, is it? <laughs> okay, rice. Yes. <laughs> Saffron. Yes. Stock. No. No stock. No. Oh my god. And then, and then I'm going to throw something bizarre out there, right? Because I've heard a few times rabbit. Yes. Yeah. See, because everyone was going to go like prawns and whatever. So you could put prawns. However, I, I, if it's, you're talking about an original farmer, surely it's meat. So it's it's things like rabbit or chicken or yes. pork. Chicken. Okay. So that's four. 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 Uh, and now I'm stuck. Tomatoes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tomatoes, but not like tin tomatoes. You mean like chop, chop fresh? Chop tomatoes. Uh, is it, it is herbs going to be in there as a finishing one? No. I've run out. I've run out of ideas now. Okay. Believe it or not, like you say, stock is no stock. One of the ingredients is the water. Okay. And then you have salt as okay. ingredient. Okay. It's not really, but anyway. And then you have uh, olive oil, of course. Yeah. And then three different beans. It's, uh, uh, sorry, two different beans. This the green beans and the garrofo. Garrofo is a kind of uh, broad beans. Yeah, okay. It's white like... and uh, it's flat and it's just absolutely delicious. Okay. That are the ingredients for the authentic paella. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm missing one, I think, yeah. Okay, so it's meat and and vegetable-based. So, so how have we got it then? To In our heads, it's always about these prawns and squid and mussels that are on the top with chorizo and saffron. <laughs> and like, how have, have we taken that to it? Is that our fault over here in, in no. the UK? Or is it because it is, does become regional? And then when we go on holiday to Spain, we go on holiday to coastal areas yeah. rather than I inland. And that's what we assume paella is. Paella now is uh, everything, really. Paellero is where you cook the paella, the paella pan. No? The pan. The pan. Yeah. It's called paellero. And after that, I will say everything is rice. You cook a rice in the paella pan. Um, of course, have to be, like you say before, have to be very thin. And then you use uh, local ingredients. Uh, normally, you can use um, artichoke, snails as well. Yes, yeah, snails. And very important thing, as you say, is the socarrat. The socarrat is the crispy on the bottom, where you caramelize all the flavors, you caramelize all the ingredients, and it's that where you get the proper paella, which is absolutely stunning, crispy, you know, uh, yeah, it's that. It's so the how do you form. do that? So that's, that, 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 we're talking about there where you cook the rice. And normally when we imagine when we cook rice, because we've learned here, uh, probably we were cooking risottos in mm -hmm. the 80s. And that's how we assume. We just assume that paella is a very similar thing to risotto, but it's not it's very different. You don't stir, do you? Exactly. So with risotto is about stirring, releasing the starches, creating something creamy and rich and delicious. Mm -hmm. So paella is about it slow cooked, slow baked. And what happens is the rice kind of absorbs at the, the top, but the bottom goes crispy. Uh -huh. The rice, have a, we use bomba. It's a round rice, um, and what happened? That type of rice can take until three times in water, the volume of the stock. That what you need, that really amazing stock, even the original has, doesn't have any. And, um, and then you just start cooking. Just, uh, normally you do the, the, the chicken and then just caramelize, then you use uh, uh, the tomato, the garlic, whatever you want to add. A stock, rice, Stocking first. Uh, stocking first. I normally, for paella, I use double than the rice. 
You cook it dead and uh, cooking for around six, uh, ten minutes. You heat it up strong. Yeah, will evaporate everything. Never, just in the beginning, you just need to put all the rice around the pan and then just cooking a little bit. High heat will evaporate all the stock, well, will be absorbed almost all of them. And that heat will be the one make the soccer rat. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Um, very important. Well, if you can cook the paella outside in proper fire, that is the best. Barbecue is uh, still very good because it's important that the fire has to be very even. You know, if you cook at home, I will say always try to move to keep the the the, the heat as able able as possible in everywhere the same. Yeah, it's quite difficult yeah. to do that. Yeah, mm? it's very difficult. But the important thing is just heat it up, caramelize, and bring the crispies. That's it. It's like the pan's quite large. You have to keep moving to make sure that it's... Well, I saw paellas done, uh, it's like two, three meters. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, home, 46 centimeters is a very good paella to do. Well, mm? very thin and, uh, like we say, really good stock. And, uh, yeah. How, how, so the special, the difference in the rice, mm -hmm. so paella rice, okay, so, uh, uh, the, I mean, there's all sorts of different rice, we all know, right, so paella rice is Spanish, it's a Spanish yeah. rice, yeah. and how long does that take to cook? Because some risotto rice, they take 15, 20 minutes, some pudding rice, for example, take an hour and a half, like, how long does risotto rice take to absorb all that moisture? Paella rice will see 16 minutes. 16? 16. 16. 16. 16 minutes. 16 minutes. 16. Uh, exactly 16 minutes. <laughs> 16, that's okay, right. Perfect. Between 16 to 18, I will say, and then just uh, uh, another five minutes to rest. You keep the cloth on top, king cloth, king cloth. Normally what they did is uh, they put the newspapers on top and that will help to keep the moist on the paella. Okay, so once it's cooked, you then put the newspaper on the top. On the top. And then you minutes. leave it to kind of just... Rest. rest, steam, relax, exactly. finish its cooking. And then, very important, put the paella pan in the middle and you eat from there. And even so many people don't eat even the meat because the meat is totally overcooked. You know, <laughs> the rice and the soccer rat is what you are looking for. That's that the best bit. Is, that is the best bit. Yeah. Of course, again, you go everywhere now and you just see the ugly, so many bad paellas in Spain, I have to say. Huh? Really, really like, uh, uh, okay, you know, they call paella because they have to be... Is it like bad fish and chips in the UK? Like yeah. if you get off a plane and you've never been here and you go to a really cheap, cheesy pub somewhere in the West End of London, they have fish and chips and mushy peas on and it's just straight out of a freezer. And it's, like it's the same thing. They go, yeah, fish and chips. Yeah, it's okay. Like they've not had real good fish and chips. They've just had this ugly, a tourist version of it. An imposter. <laughs> imposter. You know, yeah. you go, no, even you go to uh, Las Ramblas sometimes, well, sometimes Las Ramblas in Barcelona. When you see that paella there, it's just like, please, this no a paella. Paella is something very subtle, lovely flavors, and so delicate. You know, that is a proper, proper paella. 
Oh, Spanish food is just the best, and I love it. I love the way of Spanish eating. I love the, I love, I love the enthusiasm for just great ingredients, simplicity as well. So we, you talk about there, the most exciting part about it is the rice. The I rice. mean, like, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. You know, normally we see rice in this country as a thing that just goes God. with something. Mm. However, like the excitement of it, and also the fact that it's a, Spanish cookery is, is always seems to be such a celebration of simple ingredients treated well. It's not overthought. It's just this is what we've done this is what's come from the farm this is the beans that we've picked this is the this is the fish that we've caught mm. we cook it very simply and serve it with some beautiful olive oil bit of seasoning job done you don't need anything else well a good glass of wine if you want yeah <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> i mean it feels like quite a celebratory dish but if it is it for any time like it's very popular in sundays okay i remember when i was a kid going with my parents outside you know, in the farm, sitting in the sun. I was fishing. My mom was doing the paella. And just relax. That is a proper Sunday for us. Okay. <laughs> Sunday roast with the paella. Yeah. <laughs> but it's beautiful as well. I love the idea. I love family-style services. I love things where you put things in the middle of the table. Even me, when I do a, a traditional English roast dinner in the middle of winter in the UK, like for friends and family that are over, I love just pointing like a joint of meat that you might carve that, but all the potatoes, all the veggies, all the whatever, you just dump it in the middle of the table and let people help themselves. I just love that style of eating, that much more relaxed, that informal. It's just, I mean, it feel, there's conversation then, people are helping themselves. It just creates a lovely friendly vibe I think you bring the best from people I think serving is caring we say that here no but when you do that I think people feel more comfortable and feel more relaxed as you say and it's just um, yeah it's always been like that in my family and it's what I do in my restaurant as well you know Spanish food is all about just enjoy have a good time and just relax It's hospitality. We are here for you to to be happy. And it's what I want or, or what I do in my house when I bring my guests. Just relax is the point. I feel like we've got quite, you know, it's quite relaxed and quite friendly. But what I want to know is what are the main mistakes people make when they're making it? <laughs> the paella? Yeah. I think the worst one is when you just stir the rice. So I'm, I'm guilty that is, of that. that I'm is, guilty um, of that. I've learned today. No, yeah. no stirring. No stirring at all. Just leave the paella to cook, leave, leave the socarra to be created there. That's the worst thing. And um, it was a big thing with uh, one of our friends that put chorizo in the paella and everyone was like crazy. Why? Why not? It's a rice. If you want to put chorizo, put chorizo. It's fine. It's a worst thing I saw, I saw in a supermarket here. I saw a sandwich, paella sandwich. A what? A paella sandwich. Uh, that's How? That, 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 that was for me wrong. That is wrong. <laughs> too far. That is far too far. You know, when you see the paella rice, it's just like, oh, the paella uh, sandwich was like, uh, no, really. Is that just no. like leftover paella in a sandwich? Like, what? I don't know. Where <laughs> I didn't want to find out. Those <laughs> came from. Um, you never use chorizo. We have to say in Spain, but. Chorizo is good. I'm telling you, anything that you put with chorizo in the restaurant sells. 
Okay. But this we is, love it. I mean, we love this chorizo, country. It's amazing, though, the flavours really that come good. from it. And th- I love cooking with chorizo. So whether you use it in like a, a, a tomato-based sauce or whatever it is yep. you're doing with it, because if you fry it and roast it first, the, the fat content that comes from it, that that flavour just yeah. runs through it. So I can see why we've started going, yeah, put chorizo into chorizo. a risotto <laughs> like, and cook it out, because then that flavour that comes through it, then you start cooking the rice in it, and all of a sudden the rice takes on that flavour. It might not be authentic, but if you're using good chorizo, I, I mean, it does make that, things taste less. Let lush. me say, all the fats, all the oils coming from a very good chorizo, you know, it does is, is unique, I have to say. So what would you say the backbone of paella is? Is it the ingredients? Is it the pan? Or is it where it's made? Or a combination? What do I mean, the backbone? The backbone, like the essence of it, what makes it paella? Uh, like we say, a very good rice, a very good stock. You need to use a paella pan, of course. Yeah. And um, just uh, just good ingredients. Good ingredients, good stock. And the most important ingredients, a lot of love. 100%, right? So <laughs> I, I'm looking, I haven't got a paella pan. I haven't got that. Like you think about it and then I go, the thing that flavor is the it, it, you can create from great ingredients, whatever, but you can never heartfelt love when you go into cooking something. Yeah. That's never replicated. You can always tell when something has been cared for when you cook it. You can always tell. So even if the paella isn't 100% right or correct or whatever, if someone has cared for making it, there is, there is a flavor difference that comes through. There is another layer of something that's special. Cooking with love is so important. Yes. Entertaining your friends at home, doing paella, doing draws, or doing whatever it is, is just, it's the most important thing, you know. Just be happy and do, do your best. And memories. I think memories is another ingredient that is really important. Always I say, memories are one of the most important ingredients in my cooking. Because it's something that will be always, you know, you're cooking that paella. And like we say before, I was with my mom, with my dad in the farms, just fishing, sunny, the smell of the fire. That is unique. And that is our job, you know, bring that memories, bring those thoughts to the table. So um, if, if you're cooking paella and you haven't got a paella pan, right? So in my head, we cook, you cook we got to get out. I have to get out of the thought of paella as a bit like risotto. You don't cook it in a high-sided pan where it creates steam. If you haven't got a paella pan, could you do it in like a large frying pan? You can. You can. It's the, unit that the, thing, the important thing for the paella, like we said before, is the socarrat. And you really, you can do it with a thick, but it's never going to be the same. The caramelized from the, from the big, thick pan will never get in the same way. Um, but you can, you know. In the end of the day, it's all about bring people together, put the rice in the middle, and like we say, having fun. Great. So it's like, that's so nice that like, the main thing of the recipe is just the love and the fun and the sharing. That's like uh, the most important part. I think hospitality is that. Yeah. You know, hospitality is our job when people coming through the door to be happy. It's not about Tom, it's not about me, it's not about anyone. It's about those people pay the bill, left the restaurant with a smile. Um, we talked about the sort of rural um, paella from Valencia. There's a couple of other types. So paella de marisco. I'm sorry if my pronunciation is awful. No, <laughs> and, it's absolutely um, fine. Paella mixta as well. So there are two other main types. Are there any others? Is it as many types as you can dream of? Or I think it's as much as you want to put there. Yeah. 
you know, um, whatever like you say, snails. I love snails in the paella. I love the rabbit. I love the artichoke. I lo love rabbit, artichoke together. I think sound absolutely amazing. Is anything that you want to put there, really? I made one for the uh, paella de marisco. I made it from a friend we were celebrating and I went to the fishmonger to get some um, shellfish and I got a little bit carried away. Ended up being a lot more expensive than I <laughs> planned. Have you got any tips for if you wanted to make it still special, but would that be things like snails or things that are a bit cheaper? Perhaps? I don't think you need to spend a lot of money uh, in a paella. I think you just buy a lovely uh, some prompts. Yeah. yeah, you can use a couple of uh, different green beans, and you can put some peas, for example, that would be really lovely, nice. and uh, some mussels. That's it. You don't really need to to spend a lot of money. And then you want to get fancy, you can put some uh, monkfish, or you can just bring more more expensive ingredient. But stock is important. So do you put all those ingredients in at a different time? Do you put the monkfish in? Where do you put the prawns in? When do you put the peas in? What's what's the process, the thought process of when things go in? Let's do, so for example, a mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chicken, rabbit, um, prawns and mussels. What I do is always fry the meat before, take it out. Yeah. Caramelize very well. Olive oil, meat, fry out and then uh, tomatoes you bring the saffron as well there garlic i add pimenton as well cook the tomato add the pimenton yeah sometimes we fry the rice first or then you put the stock first i like the stock and then add the rice always will be more flavors because with the stock and because when you add the stock you add as well the chicken again you are doing again stock there you are maximizing your flavor with the with the uh, with the ingredients yeah add the rice cook for around 10 minutes and then you can add the mussels and the prawns you can put there as well um, like green beans before just to do to give more flavor to to the dish and that's it always is steps and when you talk about rice to stock, is that volume or weight? So, so like one cup of rice, two cups of stock? Exactly. Okay. It's the easiest way to to think about it. Yeah. And your new book, The Spanish Home Kitchen, is out on pre-order soon. It's out soon. Yes. Right? Um, what's the difference between um, a restaurant paella and a home one, would you say? Is there much difference? It should be the same. Absolutely. should be the same. It's the bigger pan. It's the bigger pan. You know? <laughs> when you're up with 20 friends, you just have a one meter and a half paella pan. And for two people, you have 28 centimeters and that's it. <laughs> you know, that's it, the, the difference. But an important, like we said before, is just a, a very good ingredients, a very good stock. And the rest is coming along. What do you do for pudding? Like, oh, yeah. how do you follow yeah. paella? Like, Spanish pudding. See, now, we are not very good with no, pudding. No, I was going to say, like the Italians and the French, they we, they all have classic desserts that everybody knows. In Spain, you have creme catalana, which essentially is a creme brulee. You've just stolen it. Sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon <laughs> stole from us. No. It was all very friendly. <laughs> no. we, we have quite a lot. We have quite a lot. We have a lot of um, kind of biscuits and a lot of those a lot of those things, sorry, tha, 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 tha. Um, we are not the best, we'll say, in, in puddings. Uh, but yeah, we have some kind of, uh, we have leche frita. Leche frita is my mom 
favorite dessert of mine as well. Translated is fry milk. <laughs> Sounds a bit weird. Uh, it's just like a very thick bechamel. Uh, you know, and that's just uh, just cut and then just butter with uh, flour and egg. Okay. Deep fry. And then just uh, add some sugar and cinnamon powder. Okay, nice. So kind of like a rich, creamy, donutty style? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can be something like that. Chocolate. We like chocolate. Uh, we do flan. We do a lot of um, different pastels, you know, yeah. sweet. But we are not. <laughs> the thing is, because we are sweet enough, we don't need yeah. anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that is the difference with other countries. Yeah. <laughs> very true, very true, very true. The main thing is always the ingredient, though. It's about the paella. Make it yeah, right. If, if you make enough of it, there's no room for dessert anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of wine and everyone will never remember the, 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 the sweets. <laughs> sweets, yeah, we have some sweets. <laughs> Plenty of wine. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Josie. I think that's all we've got time for. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you us. very, very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the BBC Good Food podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. For more brilliant cooking advice, don't miss the quick bonus recipe episode. Let's cook together. See you next time. Download the BBC Good Food app today and get inspired in the kitchen. Try a 30-day free trial to discover more than 13,000 recipes. Plus, as part of your subscription, you'll enjoy new ideas and exclusive recipes every month. The app will help you cook your best every day and build confidence in the kitchen with a range of skills videos and food masterclasses. You can organise your week by saving your favourite meals to make every day simpler. Plus, it's totally ad-free, so there are no distractions. Visit the App Store and search for BBC Good Food to download the ultimate cooking app today.